Welcome to Soul Sisters Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Leslie. And I'm Rena. We're here to give you the rundown on life, momming, marriage, divorce, family, and lots of laughs. Hopefully. Low-key, we're seeking a Netflix special. But mostly, we just want to hang out with you wherever you are. We're committed to giving you our best, but that might be bi-weekly. Anything more than that is just a gift. So be sure to follow us on Instagram at hey.soulsistas for the latest and greatest show news. Looking forward to bearing our souls with you. All right, so this is our first episode at Soul Sisters Podcast. You excited? I am stoked. I'm really excited. Uh, so for our first episode, we're going to do some would you rather questions. We're going to dig a little deeper so you can get to know us better, but we're definitely going to end on a lighter note just because... I mean, we we are. Yeah, we can't stay deep for too long. (laughs) So, um, the first would you rather question is going to be, would you rather lose all of your memories you've made to date or not be able to make any new ones? Um, so for me, you know, this is kind of tough. I feel that. But think I'm gonna go with not make any new ones maybe because you know the memories that I have now I, I got a lot of good ones and they they've made me who I am at this moment and I, I like that so yeah I think I would rather lose all my memories that I've ever made and then make new ones it's a real tough question <laughs> I mean because there will be pictures because, you know, I do have a little girl, and so there'll be pictures of Olivia and videos, because I'm obsessed with photography and taking pictures and stuff of her. So, I mean, I feel like even if I couldn't remember, I would know. True. And then, you know, because one day she's going to get married, she's going to go to college, she's going to have babies and stuff, and, like, what if I couldn't make those new memories because I'm dead? (laughs) Because that's basically what I'm saying. I feel like it's like, you can forget all your memories and have amnesia, but make new ones, or you can be dead. (laughs) Okay, all right. Or like 50 first dates, you know? That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) Okay. All right, so what's the next one? Would you rather always be overdressed or always be underdressed? I feel like I'm attacked right now because I'm always (laughs) underdressed. It's just too much effort to, like, be overdressed all the time. Okay, can I add, like, a, you know, like, a secret option C? I would want to always be overdressed, but have someone that gets me ready. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. If I had someone to get me ready, I mean, I'd always want to be overdressed. Yeah. If I had my own stylist, every day, all day. Yeah, but I don't know, because I think that... I mean, Robert likes it when I'm not, like, super dressed up. I mean, when I put True. on makeup, he walks past me, and he's like, what did you do to your face? <laughs> you look so much better without makeup. I'm like, I feel like you're lying, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good one. Um, so, would you rather go to the internet for a month? Oh, go without the internet for a month or go without showering for a month? This is, like, a given. Yeah. Um, I Buy was- shower. No, I'm just- <laughs> I would definitely go without the internet. I mean, a month? That's a real long time without a shower, I would guess. Yeah, I, I don't think I could do it. No. I, d- I mean, like, I'm a max four days without a shower. And then, but I mean, I work in an office, so I don't really do anything. <laughs> Hopefully no one from your job is listening. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. I think the longest I've been without a shower is probably four days, to be honest. But, I mean, that's like... I mean, you know, when you're not doing anything, you're not sweating anything, you know, whatever. I mean, when Leliana was first born, that was a rough time. There's no telling how many days went by. Oh, yeah. I forgot about having uh, a baby. Like, oh, look, I've already lost all my memories. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, Boom. I forgot about, like, when she was little. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember, like, literally the first nine months of her life. It's all right. a blur. It was all sleep deprived. You're not wrong. And I was in school full time and everything and working. Uh, that's true. And no help. It was you were a super mom. I try. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I definitely would not go without a shower for a month. That's even though the ridiculous. internet without a month. Let's be real. That that would be difficult. But that we need the shower. Yeah. All right. So the next one is: Would you rather? Um, only be able to shout for the rest of your life or only be able to whisper for the rest of your life. Don't, man. Okay. 
So I totally, I mean, I have a cheat for this. I would whisper for the rest of my life. And when you need to be loud, like, just get one of those megaphones or something, oh, you know? yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, but if, you, if you're if you shouting, like, there's no way to tone that down. And no one would want to listen to you. Exactly. You would have no friends. It's true. Okay. You would leave me if I had to shout the rest of my life. No, I wouldn't. I would never leave you. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm married to Robert, and <laughs> everything he says is a shout. <laughs> I'm like, you can't whisper. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Would you rather have your own private jet or your own private jet or your own private island? Ooh. I'd want an island. I'll own the jet and you can own the island. We'll we'll take take my jet to your island. (gasps) Genius. This is why you need a best friend, people. Exactly. You need a soul sister in your life because how else would you have your private island and a private jet? (laughs) You wouldn't unless you're rich. And if you are, hey, we're taking donations. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) <laughs> so, would you rather live at the beach, the forest, or in the city, or a farm? Hmm. I mean, I've lived, like, kind of in the country setting, and I've lived kind of in a city side. So, you know, the beach is my favorite, like, my fave fave. Mm-hmm. So, I think I'd definitely go with that one. Yeah, I don't know, because I love the mountains, and when I think of, like, the mountains, I think about forest and country, um, so, I mean, I probably live in the mountains, so we'll have, like, a mountain house and your beach house. And we'll take my jet. Yes, <laughs> because the island will be mine, but I'll let you live there. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. And then we'll just take your plane. Perfect. That works out. <laughs> Those are funny. I don't know. I really... I mean, I'd love to have a farm. I used to want a farm in a village of children, but like... Then you grew up. Then I grew up and I realized kids are expensive and they don't stay babies forever. Even though I really don't remember much about her being a baby because, you know, sleep deprivation or whatever. What do you remember about uh, Leliana being a baby? Mm. She was colic, so I mean, I remember her crying all the time. Um, I don't know. One cute thing that I remember <laughs> is like when we would wake up at two or three in the morning and I'd take her downstairs and put her in her swing while I make her bottle and stuff. She had one of those that like the top of it would light up mm-hmm. and it, ha- it was like a butterfly. I think it had butterflies and it would light up and, you know, move around the room. And she loved just staring up at the lights, and she would, like, giggle and smile at them, and it was the cutest thing ever. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think Olivia, Olivia had a swing, but it didn't light up or anything, but it made music. <clears throat> and, you know, her brother Aiden, he would, um, he would always, like, go over to her and tell me that he wanted to put her back. Like, <laughs> he was not happy about her being there, and it was real funny. So he'd like go over to the swing and he'd like look and he'd say, That's baby. And I was like, Yeah, that's your sister. He was like, Put her back. <laughs> like, what is this thing doing here? Kids are the best. How old was he when she was born? He was two and a half. Oh, yeah. Or just about. Perfect. Yeah, he was real cute. He used to sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star to her. Like, he was all about it when she first came home. He was like, Baby, that's sissy. And like, wanted to rub her head and I was like don't touch her head (laughs) you know like all the mom things my favorite so my favorite memory from um having them together was I'll never like I literally will never forget she so it was she was only so she was born on a Monday and the following weekend was like our weekend with Aiden um and so I had Olivia and Aiden and then you know I was married to uh, my ex and so when he went to sleep that night, uh, Olivia woke up crying, and so I, like, got her up, and it was when I was trying to breastfeed, which did not work out too well, but um, I was trying to breastfeed her, and Aiden woke up because the baby was crying, and I'll never forget, he was like, he was like, let's see, I'm hung- I'm thirsty, and I was like, okay, baby, I was like, well, let's go, you know, get something to drink. Well, you know, Aiden was my baby for, like, ever until Olivia came along and so he's used to me like carrying him around and like being his little mom when he's with us and so I remember I had Olivia on like one of my boobs you know (laughs) and then I had Aiden on like my hip and went down to the kitchen and um 
you know, I'm like carrying two babies, trying to open the refrigerator, pouring apple juice, like <laughs> trying to get Olivia to nurse. And I'm all the while, I'm like completely sleep deprived. But Aiden was like, you're the best mommy, Lessie. And like, that's just like, it melts in my heart. And I mean, I just love him so much. Like, he's just such a good big brother. And um, that's probably like my favorite memory from when Olivia was little. Cause I had both my babies, you know? Um, and so it was real sweet. And it was, like, 3 in the morning. And that's, like, that's literally all I remember. That's from like precious. That first weekend she was home. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm such a bad mom. Olivia will ask me all the time, Mommy, what was I like when I was a baby? I was, like, small. <laughs> I you don't were know. little. You were real loud. <laughs> you ate a lot. Yeah, she did. Oh, man, she ate. And she's, like, still a really good eater for the most part. Like, she's not real picky. Uh, there are some things she won't eat. Like, I hate tomatoes, and I've tried so hard to like them, but I just don't. <laughs> and then, um, but, I mean, yeah, she hates tomatoes. She'll be like, me and Mommy don't like tomatoes. <laughs> I'm like, you right. <laughs> um, all right, so that was kind of fun. Um, so let's get into some deep, deep questions. Um, so if you could pass on only one of your attributes to your children, what would it be? This is a real good one. It is a good one. And, you know, all things considered, although, you know, we haven't gone in real deep yet with you guys because it's the first episode, but if I could pass one thing down to my daughter, it would definitely be just um, resilience and being strong in who you are. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a super good one because it's so important to, like, know who you are and to stand firm in that and really like ultimately I just want I guess I would just I guess for Olivia I like the main thing for me is just that she loves the Lord and finds her identity like in him because everything else will make sense after that you know it doesn't matter who thinks what of you because if you know who you are and like know whose you are that's probably the best thing ever especially because of like you know she comes from like a broken home and um you know we're parents and you know together we couldn't make it work and apart you know it's just really hard to like be on the same page all the time and we make mistakes and we're all humans so it's just good for her to know that it doesn't matter if she makes mistakes like god will still love her we will still love her and it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about her so definitely like knowing who you are and whose you are is like one attribute I would want to pass down to her is that that an attribute I don't even know what does attribute (laughs) even mean can we google this (laughs) is attribute like a personality trait or you you did good okay it's totally cool I I really like where you went with that one (laughs) okay well that sounds good (laughs) um so this one's super deep Okay, what's something from your childhood that has shaped you into the person you are today? Ooh. That's a tough one for me. I mean, I had a pretty normal childhood, I feel like. Oh, shoot, I did not. Thanks, Mom and Dad. <laughs> my, my family was very dysfunctional, but um, something from my childhood that shaped me into who I am... Uh, this sounds really crappy, but like, so, you know, my dad just like abandoned us basically up and left when I was like 14 and like right in the time of my 14, like right when I was needing a dad the most to like, you know, care for my heart and like show me that, you know, how I deserve to be treated by men. And I was, you know, didn't need to be dating at 14 cause that's crazy, but whatever. Um, so I mean, a negative thing that's affected me is, like, I have really bad abandonment issues, and, you know, my dad's mom used to call me fat when I was, like, six, um, so, I mean, I have abandonment issues, and (laughs) self-image, self-image, body image issues, so, like, that's, like, one really negative thing, um, that shaped me into who I am, and, um, but, like, from the negative things, what's happened is that, you know, I found comfort in like counseling and in Jesus and I know who I am now and I'm more accepting of other people and it gives me the opportunity to look at other people and I don't know their story, but I know who they are is because of how they grew up. And I mean, 
the one thing I learned in counseling is that you do what you know. So, I mean, you do what you know. And so people that are mean to other people, that's all they know. You know, I mean, there comes a time when you don't have to be responsible for yourself and your actions. But for the most part, I think it's given me... It's given me the opportunity to be able to look at a situation and have compassion or empathy for somebody else, which is, I think that's a pretty good carriage trait to have. It is. Yeah. I I agree. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like I said, that's a really tough one for me. I don't know if I can answer it because I had like a pretty normal childhood and I I don't know, like maybe having like a fairly normal upbringing shaped me into who I am yeah (laughs) so you're just you're just this I'm just I'm just here you're just there okay so nothing traumatic happened to you in in childhood or anything not childhood okay yeah but we'll get there yeah we will (laughs) I know sometimes I'm like was I a child at 14 and then I look at like these kids I'm like oh my goodness I was an infant at 14 I know I mean I look at 22 year olds I'm like how did I have a baby yeah because you're a kid and I feel so bad and I need you not to be an adult. Just don't rush your childhood at all. Absolutely. Um, so do you believe in soulmates? This is a real good one. It is a good one. And I absolutely believe in soulmates. Just check the name of our podcast, right? Soul sisters. You're not wrong. So I, this is like a real funny question for me because, you know, okay. So Robert and I met when I was 14 and he was my very first real boyfriend and I mean it was like that first love like you've never been hurt before you've never really had your heart broken and I mean you just are consumed with like these feelings and your hormones are raging because you're a teenager and you think like this is it like this is my prince charming Mm -hmm. this is why Disney movies are terrible because (laughs) they all get married at like 16 I'm like no (laughs) bad idea they're all insane and unrealistic exactly let's be real but so you know he and I broke up but we remained friends for a really long time and then you know I got married to someone else and then he got into a really serious relationship with someone else and had a son and then I had Olivia but then after everything we somehow one way or another wound up back together like I got divorced, and then a year later, you know, him and his um, son's mom broke up, and then out of nowhere, like, he and I just... Fell together. Yeah, we just clicked, like, out of literally nowhere, (laughs) because, I mean, you can ask anybody, they would mention how cute he was, or say, like, oh, why don't you date him, and I'd be like, one, he has a girlfriend, (laughs) two... Ew. Like, I was just so... It's just not a thing. Yeah, I was just not interested at all, because I was... I just always thought of him as, like, a really great friend. And then, you know, one thing led to another, and boom, here we are married. So, I mean, I definitely... And then, like, you know, I found you by happenstance literally through Snapchat. You, like, (laughs) sent me a Snapchat of these... um, It was a butcher block or, like, the knife block. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I don't know if it's a butcher block. I guess a knife block. Is that what it's called? A knife block. So anyways, you sent me a Snapchat and you had painted it that blue tealish oh, yeah. color. You're like, hey, how does this look? And I'm like, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Frina, oh, that's so-and-so's wife. And I was actually friends with your husband in high school. So it was just real random. And we just started Snapchatting each other. And you lived in Louisiana at that time. Uh, yeah. And yeah, that, I think so. And that's when we kind of became friends. We literally became friends over Snapchat. Yeah. It, it was Louisiana because that was um, the year Leliana had her second birthday party, and we actually had her party in Alabama, and I invited you and Olivia. Yeah, and we came. Just, you know, we weren't we weren't really even friends at all at that point, like hardly acquaintances. Right. But um, we didn't know a lot of people Leliana's age at that time. So I was like, hey, you know, you knew my husband back in the day. Like, why don't you come to her party? Yeah, and then... Uh, we talked at her party. Yeah. And we were, I, I stayed late and helped you load up her presents and stuff. And yeah. I was like, we should really get together. And you you were like, well, I live in Louisiana. And I was <laughs> like, well, you need to move here <laughs> so we can be mom friends. Because I didn't, I didn't have any mom friends then either. Yeah. And most everybody else I knew, you know, it was really awkward for me because I had Aiden, who was my stepson, and then I had Olivia. And 
you know, I didn't, I, I was, so, we were both really young. I mean, I think I was 21, 22, and you were like 20 or 21. Yeah. And so you were well, just about to turn no. 21. No, I, no, no, I was no. just about to turn 22. 22. Okay, so I was 23. Yeah. Yeah, so I was 23 and um, 23 or 24. But we were both really young and like everyone I knew, they didn't have kids yet or they were just having babies. Mm-hmm. And here I was, I almost had, I had a two-year-old and you were having, you had a two-year-old. Um and so it just kind of worked. I mean, I don't know about soul mates really per se, but I really definitely feel like God puts people in your life at the right time. And I mean, soulmates is a really good word. So yeah, I feel like it's a good word. Um, I feel like it describes the connection very well. Yeah. But I think with any relationship or friendship, you both have to work at it sometimes. Um, you know, just because you click really well with someone doesn't mean that there's not going to be, that you don't have to put in any effort. Right. Um, you definitely have to be intentional. Yeah. Because otherwise, I mean, like with anything, that can just fade. Um. So, yeah, definitely have to be intentional and, like, be willing to put in work and stuff. Okay, so what are you most insecure about? Oh, man, that's a really good one, too. Um, These are really deep. They are deep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. Oh, for sure. Do you want to go first? Do you have something in mind? Yeah, a lot. Oh, okay, go ahead. So I'm really insecure about just, I, I don't know. I think it goes back to like the abandonment issues, which is real terrible. And I've gone to therapy for like five years. So I should really be over it. But um, I'm really insecure when people don't like me. Like I'm just, I'm afraid that I'm not good enough. Well, you're a super likable person. So it's just like... You just don't understand why they don't like you. Right. It's like, what's wrong with you that you don't like me? Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's clearly them. It's not me. But, Obviously. But no, I think I'm really insecure about, um, I guess because I grew up really, really, I mean, like this sounds bad, but like we grew up, we didn't have a lot of money. And so I would go to school and people would have like limited two and they'd have all these nice clothes and name brand clothes. And I mean, I think my mom bought my clothes at like Kmart or Walmart. And I mean... Like, now that I'm older, it's, it's like, so apparent to me that it really doesn't matter, like, what you wear, what you look like. But when you're little and you have friends and stuff that they're When you're in school, all those things matter. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that really affected me in a, in a negative way. So now sometimes I feel like, well, if I don't, like, I don't feel like I fit in anywhere sometimes. Like, I just, I'm just very insecure that, like, I don't have... Like, I'm, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's really, I really feel like it's just, I don't feel like I fit in anywhere. And I'm really insecure about that. Like, I don't feel like I have a place. Does that make sense? Yes. Because, like, when I was in high school, I was friends with, like, pretty much, I was, like, friends with people, like, everybody, pretty much. But I didn't have, like, a click. I was the same way. Yeah. And so, like, I just felt like I never fit in anywhere. Like, I wasn't popular, but, like, people knew me. But, like, I wasn't, like, the weird kid, but I hung out with, like, the kids who people, like, thought were super weird. Yeah. And, you know, I was just nice to everybody. Uh, But, like, I didn't play sports. I wasn't really in anything. I did theater, which, I mean, you know, (laughs) theater is awesome, you guys. I love it. But, yeah, I did theater. But in theater, I didn't have a lot of friends either because... I was friends with, like, the older kids, but then something happened, and, like, the older kids didn't like me because of some stupid boy, and I changed schools twice in my high school, um, like, the four years I was in high school, I changed schools, my, I start, I went to school my whole life, till eighth grade, like, the same school, and then when my parents split up, I changed schools, and I went to there for two years until I started being bullied, um, and then... I changed schools again, and I started going to the school that was in our district, um, and I was bullied there, too, so I don't know. I'm just real insecure about, like, a lot of things in life. You know what? Heck em. Heck em. <laughs> Heck em. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of things I'm insecure about. I mean, it's a, it's a good, really broad question, um, and I think most people have, like, major insecurities whether you want to own up to them or not or you know accept them and face them but um that's something I really admire about you is you face your insecurities head on and like you mentioned you go to therapy and you always try to do better and you know do it do what's best for you and your family yeah 
I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, am I doing this right? <laughs> I go, I like email my counselor. I'm like, hey, listen, um, this happened. Am I overreacting? And she's like, you know, I don't think so. But, and then she, she's just, I love my counselor. She's freaking awesome. But yeah, are you, I mean, everyone's insecure about something. Absolutely. Um, I know I was super insecure about my teeth for a long time. But now look at him. But now look at him. Daddy takes good care of me. <laughs> <laughs> what um? What about you? What are you insecure about? Um, I mean, I, I have to agree. You know, I have a lot of insecurities. Um, mostly physical. I've changed a lot. You know, when you have a kid, you go through a lot of changes. And I mean, even after I had my daughter, um, when I look back at pictures, like. She, having her is not the root of my physical, like, issues that I have with myself. It stems from depression and just not, like, dealing with my emotions in the healthiest ways. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty insecure about that some days. Yeah. I'm real insecure about the way I look, too. Um, I mean, but I try to remember, you know, we're all created in God's image and we're all made this way for a reason. And, like, the things I don't like about myself, like, I love who I am. Like, my personality, right. I love who I am. But, like, the out and the outside can be changed. Like, that's the thing that I think is most important. Like, I'm not insecure about who I am. I'm insecure about what I look like. But those are physical things that can be changed. And it's really not about what you look like as much as it is, like, who you are deep mm-hmm. inside. Because, I mean, that's one of the reasons I didn't think Robert would ever want to be with me is because I was like I don't know I'm real chunky these days like I've gained a lot of weight I have a kid and you know like I remember one day we talked on the phone and he was like you know I'm just at a point in life where it really doesn't matter what someone looks like as much as it is like if I can trust them if I think they're a good person if I know that they're going to be there for me if I can be there for them and I was like wow you know I mean like when you're younger you think like you have to look a certain way you have to be a certain way especially with like the media and everything you just feel like so much pressure to be something you're not on the outside Mm -hmm. that you know it makes you feel like no one's gonna accept you or love you for who you truly are and I mean that's a real issue and I feel super bad for people that you know don't have someone who appreciates them and loves them for like who they are on the inside regardless of what they look like Absolutely. Yeah. That that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um what are you afraid that people see when they look at you? Ooh. These are real deep. These are some deep ones. We're like digging a hole, like get you <laughs> what is it? Uh, it used to be um they, someone used to say something to me. They were like, Do you need do you need a some, something like Okay, I don't remember <laughs> something about like, uh, do you need a backhoe to keep digging, digging your grave or something? I don't know. I haven't heard that one, but maybe yeah. it'll come to you. It, it, it was a thing. <laughs> All right, what are you afraid that people see when they look at you? Man, that these are like in your face, real deep and raw. Yeah, questions. we didn't talk about these before him. We were literally just reading off of like a screen. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, figure them out on the spot. Yeah. Um. I don't know. You know, okay, no, I can really go off of this. So, I am in the midst of getting divorced, and there have been a lot of rumors and misunderstandings and mistruths, um, just a whole, whole lot going on. So, you know. A lot of dishonesty. Oh, yeah. A whole lot. <laughs> Do you remember that? It was unhonesty. Unhonesty. A lot uh, of unhonesty. <laughs> um, so, with all of these things going on and um, knowing some of the things that have been said about me um, when I'm not, you know, when I'm unable to defend myself, that can be really hard some days. Um, so... It's like I'm really glad that I've become strong in who I am and knowing, like, I know the truth. Yeah. And I know who I am regardless of what's said about me and who believes it or, you know, whatever. But some days, you know, I am human and I do have those insecurities, like, uh, not 
not knowing our mutual friends, you know, what he might have said to them and what they might think of me, um, if they believe things that have been said about me. So, I mean, I'm kind of afraid of that some days. Yeah, because you don't want people to look at you and think terrible things about you. Right. It's one thing, um, I mean, because obviously, like, yeah, I make mistakes, I've made mistakes, but I, I mean, I'm pretty good at owning up to it. You know, if I did something and it was out of character, you know, or whatever, like I can own up to that and I can accept the um, consequences. Yeah. But when it's, when it's negative things that are just completely false, that's kind of a different story. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately, even though it doesn't really affect you as much because you have a good support system here. And the people that love you and know you... They know the whole truth. Yeah, I mean, and it's one thing if you're just telling... Like, it's one thing when you're telling the story and you're not taking any of the responsibility for what happened or, you know, you're trying to paint yourself in a different light. I mean, the people who honestly, truly know you... They know the whole truth. Yeah, and they... The good, the bad, bad and the ugly. Yeah, and they love you for it anyways, you know? Exactly. Um, I mean, you don't support... You don't support bad decisions or bad character behavior, but I mean, you definitely still love them through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I can totally relate to that. I don't like, I mean, no one likes to be gossiped about. No one likes lies told about them. And even if you do have people who support you and tell you, you know, it's okay. I don't, I know that's not true. I know that's not who you are. And like remind you on those days that you do feel like, like, you feel like that's your inner truth and you have people that surround you that love you and, like, remind you the real truth about who you are and whose you are. And it, like, really all goes back to, like, being secure in Jesus and knowing, like, knowing that you belong to him at the end of the day. And, I mean, ultimately, there really are three sides to every story. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. your side, there's their side, there's, you know, the actual truth, because we all have different lenses. We all have different perspectives of what has happened. And, you know, you can't read someone else's mind and they can't read yours. So the way you perceive a situation is completely different than the way someone else may perceive it. And so at the end of the day, like God knows the truth and that's, what's most important because he's the one that's going to judge you. And I think it's just important to make sure that you're forgiving and move forward And I think you're really good at that and not letting it get to you, even though like it might get to you some, you always make sure to like rise above it and not play into like the blame game or the name calling and stuff like that. Absolutely. I think you're really good at that. Thank you. Um, I'm afraid when people see me because I'm divorced (laughs) and I have a kid, I worry that like. I don't know. I'm afraid people like look at me and think, you know, that I'm like the typical baby mama obsessed with like, like keeping my kid away from their dad or that I like hate my ex's girlfriend, fiance, wife, um, anyone that he's in relationship that like I'm out to destroy somebody and that I'm bitter. Like, I don't want people to look at me and think that I'm bitter or angry Um, and I don't want people to look at me and think like, like, I don't want people to look at me and think like, oh, I don't want to be friends with her. (laughs) I think that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid people will look at me and be like, I don't want to be that girl's friend. (laughs) Cause I'm like, I just want to be friends with everybody. I know. I know. I mean, but it's real hard though. Cause like you really got to be intentional about friendships. And I mean, I mean, the older I've gotten, the more I'm okay with not having that big huge group I I do enjoy having just like those close relationships that's right I enjoy having you because I love you (laughs) you're my soulmate I said I said what I said (laughs) but um yeah I think that's it I I just don't want people to look at me and think like I would never want to be like her I think that's it like I don't want people to look at me and think like oh I would never want to be like her yeah I want to be someone that Yeah, I would want to be, I want someone, I want to be someone that not that you aspire to be, but But I want to. You want to be inspiring. Yeah, exactly. That, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I don't, that, that's good. Look at you. You got my mind. (laughs) It's because I'm your soulmate. You're right. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, so let's do this one. On a, let, let's go get on a happy note. What is the happiest you've ever felt? And, I mean, we both have kids. Like, that is a given. Right. Having them, I mean, if you have kids, like, you get it. Yeah. There is nothing like that relationship you have with your children. But, so, like, aside from our kids. Because, like, being a mom is not our full identity. Right. Aside from... So, aside... So, all things aside... Um, children, marriage, but like the happiest, happiest you've ever felt like with yourself. Yeah. Okay. So I think the happiest that I've ever felt is the day that I realized that I really wasn't alone, like for the rest of my life. Um, not saying like marriage or anything because, you know, anything can happen, Mm -hmm. you know, there's death and divorce and all those terrible things but I think the happiest I've ever been was like the day that I decided like that I trusted in God which sounds really cheesy I'm sure like people are like that's so weird but I mean really that's like that was probably the best day ever because I just felt so much peace and I felt grounded in whose I was and I don't know I can't explain it but it was like it was the happiest I'd ever been because I just, it was like everything else, like nothing else mattered. And then, you know, I just felt such peace about like where I was going in my life, what I was doing. And I was just really, I was just really thankful to know like that I belonged to someone that someone, that there was no one, like he was not going to leave me. He's not going to abandon me. And I mean, just like my story is so, dysfunctional and there's so much bad but then seeing all of the terrible things and like looking at where I am now in life and just like knowing that that's completely God that has restored everything I mean that's that's probably the happiest I've ever felt is like when God brought it like when I was able to be brought to the attention of you know knowing that like there's a purpose in the pain like there's beauty to be found in it even when you know, it's messy and it's not all good stuff, but I think that's the happiest I've ever been just knowing like the day I got baptized was super, super great. Yeah. That was a really happy day for me. That was a really good one. Um, for me, I'm going to go with something like pretty recent that happened. Um, since being separated um and going through all of this stuff I did decide to go to school yeah um for phlebotomy wow because you're gonna be a vampire I am I'm gonna be I'm a professional vampire professional vampire that's Um, where it's at it is it's a thing and I'm real happy about it and growing up I was not into school at all like if you knew me back in the day you probably know this like I was not about it school was not my jam Um, I like never aspired to go to college or anything. It just was not for me. And so, you know, having a kid and being separated, I was like, I have to do something. Um, you know, I want her to see me having goals and setting them and reaching them and like doing better for her and for myself. So I did the school thing and not only did I do it, but I killed it. Yeah. I made like amazing grades you know, the whole way through. I mean, you blew me off to study. It was really weird. I was like, <laughs> what was are weird. you doing? Like, I... come to my house. I have to study. No, you don't. Yeah. I but... mean, I was super committed. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't very supportive. <laughs> I was like, this is not a thing. I need you to stop and come over to my house. <laughs> um, so I saw it through, you know, even like sometimes it was rough, like, you know, ditching my soul sister to study. Mm-hmm. That wasn't easy, but I knew it was going to pay off and it absolutely did. Um, when I finished that program and got all my certificates and passed my, um, state test, you know, with a breeze, like that was, I was super happy and super proud of myself. Yeah. I was real proud of you too. I feel like you've come like a super long way. Just like in the last year, I've seen you just like completely blossom into a different person. And I like, I love it. Not that like your personality has changed, (laughs) but just, you're just way more confident and like, I don't know. I'm more myself than I've ever been. Right. Yeah. Definitely. You're so much happier. Um, even on the bad days, you're still pretty happy. Yeah. I guess another thing is like a recent thing that made me really happy. Um, is like I completed something. It was real stupid, but like (laughs) I, um, you know, I've, 
I gained a lot of weight after I had Olivia because I was on antidepressants. I was on birth control. And, I mean, literally, I just blew up within, like, two months. I had no idea. I was so miserable. And then, you know, all the stuff happened with my my ex-husband. And I just, I didn't feel good about myself. I didn't love myself. And I was just concerned with surviving at that time. But then, you know, I got married with to Robert. And um, I had noticed that I was real unhappy with the way I was looking in our pictures. Like, I didn't want to take pictures. I didn't want to look at them. I was like, God, I'm so fat. <laughs> and so, um, you know, Robert's super supportive. And he encouraged me, you know, to... Like, if I wanted to do something about it, he was like, you know, I'll support you. I'll help you, whatever. And so... Um, he and a lot, he didn't, but I decided to start like a lifestyle change and I've kind of fallen off the wagon with the holidays, but I mean, I'm getting back on it. So it's fine. And I haven't gained like a substantial amount. Yeah. I've gained like five pounds back, but, um, I stuck with a workout program for an entire six weeks and I did my lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. Like I stuck with it. Stuck to the meals, stuck to the workouts. Yeah really good. I lost like 25 pounds. It was fabulous. <laughs> and now I'm like, I just want to lose another 25. Um, but yeah, I was really proud of myself because mm-hmm. I would never committed to anything for myself outside of counseling. But I mean, even that's really sporadic. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that was the first thing that I ever like committed to doing to better myself that didn't better anybody else, that it was just for me. Mm-hmm. And I was, that, that made me really happy too. That was a good one. Yeah. I'm glad you thought of that. Yeah. I mean, Jesus is the reason for the season and all. And I love Jesus. But, and like, honestly, like, I couldn't have done it without God because there were days I was like, Lord, I really want this cheeseburger. <laughs> and I'm going to need you to help me not want it. Like, I'm going to need you to help me to want something else. Like, yeah. give me different desires. And it <laughs> sounds really silly. But, I mean, God literally is like, you know, asking you shall receive. I mean, you can ask him for anything as easy as like, please don't let me want this donut. <laughs> and I mean, he'll do it if you believe and have yeah. enough faith, you know? Um, so now that we're getting on a lighter note, let's go ahead and do some getting to know you questions that are like just a little fun. Um, so what's your most favorite place that you've ever traveled? This one is super easy for me um, because right after I got married, we moved to Germany. And so, you know, Europe was absolutely amazing. Um, I tell people all the time, if I, oh my gosh, this is actually the next, the next question. If you could get on a plane tomorrow to anywhere, where would you go? You would go there. I would absolutely like, I would get on a plane tomorrow, no questions asked and like live in Europe again. It was so much fun and it's just so different from America. Um, the architecture, arch, architecture, architect, why can I not say that word? That's okay. I say button instead of button. Y'all, y'all are picking up what I'm putting down. Okay. So yeah, Europe was great. Um, absolutely my favorite place. Yeah. What about you? I've been to Tennessee once or (laughs) twice. (laughs) I've never been anywhere outside of the country. Uh, I went to Oklahoma when I was like 10 on like a camp trip, which was kind of cool. Uh, but it was real hot and I'm not a fan of hot. Like I like cold. So I guess the favorite, my favorite place I've ever traveled would be Tennessee just cause I love the mountains. Yeah. Tennessee is real beautiful. Yeah. Um, but if I could get on a plane and go anywhere tomorrow, it would probably be Alaska. Yeah. It's the last frontier and I really want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds real stupid, but, um, I don't know. I've never really, I've never been on a plane ever. So my first plane ride was going to Germany by myself when I was 18. Like, can you imagine? No, I would die. Baby Rena, boarding a plane all alone. I'm so glad I'm so medicated naive. now. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to do it unmedicated. I'd have uh, been like, doctor, I need a Valium. <laughs> it went way better than I expected. I thought I was going to be like freaking out the whole time because I just, that was my first time. And that was like a 12 hour flight. And I had one layover. Um, and that went pretty well. Like I didn't have a whole lot of issues getting where I needed to be. I think, um, when, but when you come from like a military family, I mean, that's just kind of the thing, you know, like when you marry into the military, like active duty. Anyways. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, like, Hey, uh, my sister, she, that was her, her first plane ride was like out to California by herself when she was 18. 
I mean, she was a baby. I'm, like, sitting here, like, 18 years old getting on a plane. <laughs> All the while, like, Olivia's literally like, Mommy, can we go to China? I want to go to Japan. Can we just fly out to Texas? I'm like, B, where do you get this money at? <laughs> no, I'm poor. <laughs> I, I love and hate how kids have no sense of, like, time or money. I mean, numbers are just nothing to them. I know. Olivia's like, I can count to 100. I'm like, that's great. Right? <laughs> Leliana got $50 for her birthday from um, her her grandfather and she was like whoa I am rich yeah. she was talking about all the things she was gonna buy and I'm like oh god I miss that <laughs> <laughs> so I miss being that naive and feeling like $50 was just so the much. be all end all yes. the tooth fairy is like real loaded lately and so um the tooth fairy being handed out five dollars for yeah. teeth and I'm sitting here thinking like I remember being little and I mean I get a dollar from the tooth fairy and I'd be so excited but right. I mean, you literally cannot buy anything for a dollar no and you'd be like, you gotta save it you gotta go to the dollar store and you still need 10 cents for tax <laughs> <laughs> better check the couch before you leave home exactly <laughs> okay okay what's your go-to movie or tv series this is friends easy. I knew it friends <laughs> every time it just we have a lot. Yeah. It, it kind of depends. Okay, so, like, I can binge watch Friends, like, on repeat pretty easily. Right. But, you know, sometimes you need something different. Um, so, New Girl. You know, we both went through that phase where New Girl was, like, always on. Be all, end all. We watched it, and then we would leave it on for, like, background noise. Right. Um, what are some other good ones? Like, let's try to think of some movies. A go-to movie. Uh, my go-to movie is usually, definitely, maybe, because... <gasps> I that's love Ryan Reynolds. One. That's yes. that's my favorite movie. Um, so I, I love Definitely Maybe. That's probably one of my go-tos. I have that one on DVD. Well, I don't know if I have it now. But you I had it. I had it. Yeah. <laughs> my mom has it on DVD. I sent yeah. it back to her house because um, um, we don't have a DVD player because we stream everything yeah. now. Fifty First Dates was oh, always yeah. one of my favorites because, For- I mean... Adam Sandler. He's my favorite. Like, literally yeah. anything Adam Sandler is so good. And exactly. also, everything is my favorite, in case you were wondering. <laughs> but you know this about me. I do. Everything is her favorite. Yeah. Everything is the best. Everything is great. Maybe that's, like, part of being a theater kid. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I'm real dramatic. <laughs> Just a little bit. What did I say yesterday? I said, I didn't mean to be so dramatic about that. You said you, said you could have just stopped at um, being dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> We were uh, Black Friday shopping for the kids, and, oh, man, we spent so long looking at those Our Generation dolls and all yeah. the accessories, and, oh, because you you were going to get another, th- you were going to get the pajamas, and you were like, if I get one, I have to get two, because you got, you got her two dolls. Yeah. And so it was like... I'm just gonna put it back. I'm not. I'm not gonna get it. I'm being real extra about this. Yeah. And I, I was no, like, it was the dog food. Was it? Yeah. When we were at Walmart, so we went to Walmart to get dog food, and I like I picked it up and I chunked it in the oh, buggy. That's what it and was. I was like, I didn't mean to be so dramatic about that. <laughs> you were like, you could have just stopped it being dramatic. <laughs> She's always dramatic. This is true. I don't know where Olivia gets it from. Oh God, not a clue. <laughs> um. So. I know you said, you know, uh, that you went to school for phlebotomy, but, like, what's your dream career? You know, I've never had a dream career. Like, my dream, like, as a kid, um, like I said, I never really aspired to, like, go into college because I was not into school. Like, mm mm-mm. So, growing up, I always felt pulled to, like, having a family like I just really wanted to be like the best mom and the best wife and you know like I want to have like a job but I never cared like what it was like I never was pulled to any specific career path yeah but I mean Um, being a mom and a wife is definitely a calling that some people have like sometimes that is just what you're supposed to do with your life maybe my my future husband is gonna be you know real great you know, next president, but, and I'm just supposed to support him in that. I mean, nuts could definitely be a thing. I mean, <laughs> I know, so at the church I, I was going to, I went to for five years before Robert and I got married, um, the small group I was in, all of the ladies, I mean, their calling in life was literally just to be, um, I say just to be, but I mean, their calling is to be a mom and a wife and stay yeah. at home and be a homemaker. And I mean, I wanted that because I wanted that to be my calling in life, but God had other plans for me, of course. And, um, 
but I mean, that's like, that's such a great calling because that is your ministry, like raising your kids. And I mean, like, I think that's what my sister has always been like. My sister's always wanted to be a mom and a wife. And that's all my mom ever wanted to do. Um, but it's just not your calling. Yeah. So for me, my dream career, I've gone through a lot of different phases. I've always wanted to help people. And so for the longest, like when I was real little, I wanted to be a pediatrician. Scratch mm-hmm. that. Cause I do not like to see people in pain. Um, like physical pain, yeah, emotional pain. I can, de- I can deal with. <laughs> so I wanted to be a pediatrician and I changed my mind. And so for a really long time, I wanted to be a teacher. And then, um, I got a, I applied to the University of Mobile in South Alabama and my mom really discouraged me from going to school to be a teacher and at the time I was really mad about it but now looking back I'm really glad I didn't go to school for teaching because I am not a teacher (laughs) I have no patience like now I have a six-year-old and like I'm trying to help her but I'm really just losing it and I'm like calling Robert I'm like I need you to help her because you have way more patience with children than I do and so it clicked with me like obviously teaching is not my calling either um I led a small group of girls at my church um last year and I loved the girls but I was I'm just not a teacher like I'm not I'm just not meant to be in a position of authority like that's just not who I am and so my dream career now is definitely to be a counselor or a therapist and I think that's super fitting for you yeah I mean I mean you counsel me all the time and look at me I've just flourished flourished that's (laughs) right so um I guess because counseling has just helped me so much in my life and just helped me to really find who I am and you know what I want and need out of life and it's given me a place to actually care about myself and think about myself more than thinking about everybody else because that's typically what I do um and so definitely being a counselor or a therapist or in psychology that's my dream and I'm definitely working towards that Mm -hmm. I plan on going to school in January which is super exciting yeah it is um, hopefully all things work out depending on things, but, um, yeah, I think that was a good first, first episode. What you think? I'm very pleased with it. I'm pleased with it. I'm glad you guys joined us. Yeah. Thanks for listening in. I hope that you got to know us on a, on a real note and, um, you know, hopefully you'll join us again next week. We'll probably, we won't be so deep next week more than likely. Or it's it's not always going to be deep. Um, we'll definitely have some episodes where we keep it real light, and you'll probably just be laughing at us the whole time. Yeah, laugh at us, with us, with us, whatever. If not, yeah. heck them. That's right. Heck them. <laughs> That's I love when Dad says it. It's I great. know. Um, also, I call my husband Dad because he's the man of the house, and he likes it when I call him Dad, and he's a dad, and so. <laughs> It's just a thing. It's a thing. We've adopted Rena as our daughter because she stays here all the time when um, you take Liliana to see her dad. Yeah. Um, she'll stay here because it's close by. But yeah. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up because I think we've we've gone over. Yeah, we've gone over. We got real deep. We got real light. Um, and, you know, we, we got things to do. That's right. We got momming and wife and stuff to do. So That's right. I'm going to go to lunch with my husband. Sounds good. I'm going to go get my new phone. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. It is. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, tune in. I guess next week we'll have an episode for you probably. Um, we'll probably have one every week starting out, and then um, it might taper off into biweekly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving, and uh, looking forward to hearing from you guys. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at hey.soulsistas. And uh, give us a shout out, share, like our page, Instagram, all the things. And we'll holler at you next time. Bye.